Three, two, one, and we're live. Welcome to the third episode of Talks, a weekly podcast where we focus on the Gen Z experience. On our previous episodes, you got a taste of how our generation has dealt with the pandemic in terms of our mental health, productivity, and relationships. This week, we're going to be diving into the post-secondary education application process as Canadian high school seniors. My name is Maxine, and I'm a Canadian grade 12 student. And with me today, I have my co-host, Shania. Hi, I'm Shania, and currently a grade 12 student as well. So if you've been keeping up with our previous episodes, you may already know that we are part of the Junior Achievement Company program, which is how we are able to bring this amazing podcast to you all. Through JA, we've been able to gain first-hand experience on what it's like to start, run, and liquidate a business alongside our team composed of fellow high school students and our wonderful advisors. So be sure to check out this opportunity if you, if you are a high school student. Now, as high school seniors, we are faced with the stress and pressure that comes with the post-secondary application process. But the circumstances of the ongoing pandemic have made this whole process a lot more stressful for us as applicants. So today, we're going to be talking about our personal experiences with applying to university this year, how COVID has affected it, and some useful tips for future applicants and upcoming high school seniors. So with that being said, let's dive right in. So to start things off, how is the application process for you? How much were the fees you needed to pay? So the application process was pretty straightforward. In Ontario, it's pretty centralized and you apply through OUAC if you're intending to attend university. And basically your school just sends your grades or your transcripts to OUAC and then you select the programs or schools that you want to attend or are applying to. And then OUAC just sends out your transcripts to them for you. So to be honest, it's a pretty easy um, process. And in terms of like applying and inputting your information and stuff, it's pretty short. Like. Honestly, I did mine in like less than a day. And um, in terms of fees, it is approximately $50 for each school and you have to apply to a minimum of three schools. And obviously you can apply to more than three schools if you wish, and it will be just $50 per school on top of that. And I think we might touch on this a little bit later, but if your program requires a supplementary application, then you may have to pay a supplementary application fee at the time that you pay for the fees for your application as well to the school in general. And yeah, but in terms of um, if you want to attend college, then you have to apply through OCAS, which is a different system. So I would recommend checking in with your guidance counselor for that, for more information. Yeah, for mine, um, I applied to five different universities and I got an early acceptance on three of those. So I paid $250 overall. And the minimum is $150, like what Maxine said, for three schools. And you can just add more if you want. To be honest, yeah, the application process isn't really that hard as long as you prepare and even make a spreadsheet. <laughs> My friend Maxine did. <laughs> so your guidance will surely help you if you have any further questions. And for my supplementary applications, I didn't need to pay for any of them. It really depends on the program or university of your choice. Yeah, that's absolutely true. For my schools that I applied to, for two of the schools, I had to pay 
um, supplementary application fees for them, which were basically as much as the application fee itself. So I would just take that into consideration when you're applying. So in terms of the application process, obviously none of us are perfect. So what were some of the mistakes that you made during the application process or just some common errors that one may make? Okay, um, some mistakes I made during my application is that I didn't put, put much effort on researching some of the universities. And I really regret that now because there are some programs that I really wish I applied to. Another thing was that I was focused on one university that I didn't give the others a chance. So make sure to be open on other opportunities that you may have. And yeah, that's for me. I'm not sure about you. So for me, I felt like something that I could have done more of is getting more opinions on my writing in terms of the supplementary applications, which we'll touch on later on. Yeah. So yeah, so basically I did get feedback on them, but I feel like you can never have too much feedback as long as it's like valid and constructive criticism. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, and especially like if you're applying to like programs within like the same discipline and you have to write multiple supplementary applications, it can get pretty overwhelming. So just having that support in terms of your writing and stuff and making sure that you're producing your best work is really crucial. And on top of that, also asking questions, because I know when I attended various virtual information sessions that a lot of people were asking questions that I would have never thought of. And I'm glad that I was there. Yeah. So basically just asking anything that you're even remotely curious about, just ask because I'm, I guarantee that there will be someone to answer your questions. Yeah. So now, um, how has COVID affected your application process? What were some of the ups and downs of it? So in terms of applying, I felt like the main impact that COVID had was the dates that our grades were sent to OUAC. So in the traditional semester system, our midterm grades and our final grades, I believe, were sent per semester. But since we're doing quadmesters, it's basically our final grade at the end of each quadmester that's sent. So it's basically the timing that our grades are sent out to our schools. And depending on when you have certain courses, I feel like that can affect when you get a decision. But as long as you have the courses that you need to attend a certain program or a certain school, the date that you complete it shouldn't matter. So I wouldn't worry too much about that if that's a main concern. Because I know a lot of people were concerned about having certain prerequisites in the last quadmester and they're worried about, yeah, like getting a decision or not. But in terms of changing the process on a fundamental level, COVID hasn't really affected that much. And in terms of the ups and downs, obviously there's been a lot of downs such as not being able to visit the campuses or attend in-person information sessions. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Um, and also just in terms of like guidance, and not having that kind of instantaneous guidance where we could just, you know, drop by the guidance counselor's office or talk to our teachers since we're all remote. So I felt like that was a major downside. Yeah, um, it is the same for me. Like, I wish I've been able to see the universities I want to go to. And to be honest, I kind of envy the other grade 12 students in my school because 
they went to university fair last year and I didn't or even just visited the campuses. So that's the cons for me. But the good thing about the application now is that everything is available online. Like whatever you need, just go to ha just go to their websites and they have it. Yeah, that's extremely true. And I felt like that was something that the schools wanted to make sure of this year is to make sure that information was as accessible as possible. So yeah, and with the aftermath of the application process comes the anxiety of waiting for a decision, which is this kind of awkward phase that Shania and I are both in of yeah. waiting for decisions from our dream schools. But in terms of that, how have you dealt with this anxiousness? Oh my gosh, so I have a part for this one. Okay. So I initially applied for four universities, but the week mm -hmm. after was very nerve-wracking, so I applied to another one. But oh. the mom was so mad at me because, oh. because after another week, I got an offer on one of the first four that I applied to, so yeah. I kind of waste 50 bucks because of my anxiousness. Oh. But so it's I completely, yeah. Uh, so yeah, go on. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say you kind of acted impulsively out yeah. of anxiousness. Yeah. Yeah, I really hate that. Uh, but I completely agree with what my older friends told me. Like, the first few weeks or month is always the hardest time. But once you receive just one offer, it is like the best news. Like, you're full of relief now. So now I'm just waiting for the two universities. One of them is like my top choice. So I'm really excited. Yeah, same. I totally agree. Like when I got my first decision, it was actually the first day of the second quadmester. So I was like in like, well, it was a virtual class, but like the teacher was talking and all of a sudden I got an email saying congratulations and I wanted, and I just wanted to jump up and down and stuff. But I was like in class, so I had to like focus at the same time. So yeah, I totally like get what you're saying. And in terms of like anxiousness and stuff, I'm actually kind of on the same like level as you. I'm waiting for two other schools as well, and one of them being my dream school. Um, yeah, but how I deal with like the anxiety of waiting is honestly just, it's basically like, it's kind of all in your head, like the anxiousness. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because it's like, if you like put your best work or like your best foot forward and you submit your best work, then you shouldn't have a reason to be like reluctant or hesitant about why you shouldn't get in. Yeah, I agree with that. So I guess let's step aside from the application process for a moment and reflect on our grade 12 year so far. How has it been so far and how has it been impacted by COVID? Gosh, how hasn't it been impacted by COVID? <laughs> I feel like every single aspect of like the normal school year has just been completely like turned on its head. Yeah. So like the main thing being the the um the introduction of quadmasters and cohorts i'm not the biggest fan of them i don't know yeah, about you like you don't get to see or meet your friends yeah i hate that so much like because i feel like just seeing your friends like whether it be like in the hallways or having classes with them that was like the main source of like motivation for a yeah. lot of us like our grade 12 year is really sad i don't even feel <laughs> like i'm already a grade 12 student like I everything know. i'm used to just change I know exactly and it's like there are so many like amazing things or really exciting things that we all look forward to oh, in grade yeah. 12 and those have just been like 
gone <laughs> because of COVID. Yeah. Like for me, I'm so excited for sports team, which I really miss because I play on my school's flag football team and badminton team. So yeah, there's that. How about you? What are you really looking forward for grade 12? But now they don't have it. <laughs> Well, I was just looking forward to like taking on more leadership positions because I feel like that's one of the things that are expected of like grade 12s is that they have to be like leaders of the school. And yeah. I was really looking forward to taking all those positions. And I feel like I've still been able to do so, but it hasn't been very tangible because it's been online. <laughs> yeah. So that's something that I really wish had happened, but it hadn't. Yeah. I guess um, one of the things I really don't like is the online test because teachers say that we can always cheat. But what about but what about those who are really trying to be independent and just study hard? Like they're making it even harder for some students. But what can we do? We need to learn to adopt. Yeah, that's extremely true. And I feel like when COVID first hit, we had to adapt in a really quick way. Yeah. While we were you know, like dealing with everything and like dealing with COVID and stuff and just being overwhelmed. And I feel like for a lot of us that took a toll on us academically because COVID definitely affected a lot of our motivation and our energy and stuff. And I totally agree with you how the online classes aren't the most equitable and how you can't really differentiate between like those who are just cheating from those who yeah. are actually like, working hard and putting in the work and studying and stuff. So I feel like that's been a really big downside to having online classes. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Like they always say marks are now inflated. It's even way harder to just get into the university you want. So yeah, there's that. Yeah. And in, speaking of like assessments and stuff, what a lot of, I guess, older people have been telling us is that this whole like new system that we've had to adapt to will kind of prepare us for university, which I can kind of see because yeah. assessments are worth a lot more than they used to be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, just because we can't have like quizzes as often and stuff or assessments as often, it's like when we do have assessments, they're worth a lot more. Yeah, well, that's also the good thing but, or a bad thing, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> is for, yeah, one of my religion classes for the quad master, we only had two assignments and just one quiz really? so when you fail just one of them oh my god you're so doomed and then yeah we have the cpt and then that's it we don't really have any marks that are recorded other than that yeah and i feel like it's like you just do bad on one thing and then it affects your entire mark and that's not really like an accurate reflection of you from an academic standpoint yeah i'm like just one can't really represent you. So yeah, it exactly. doesn't make sense. Exactly. So in terms of being in grade 12, that comes with a lot of pressure from not only our peers, but also kind of intrinsically and from our family about what we want to do for like the rest of our lives. And it's kind of like, we're just bombarded with this question of, oh, what do you want to be? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to study? So how have you dealt with that? Or have you, yeah, have you faced that? Um, for me, I guess, well, the first few years of my high school, they always say to me, oh, do nursing, like, you know, Filipino mom, <laughs> you have to do that. But when I was in grade, I guess, grade 10, I stood up and just said, I don't want to do this because it's not 
something I see me doing myself in the future. So yeah, I chose business and just from that, I re- I really enjoy it. Like it doesn't really matter what other people think. It's what you want that exactly. matters. Exactly. I totally agree. Because especially with like our families, they might say that they just want the best for us. But at the end of the day, we have to know what's best for ourselves. Yeah. So as you mentioned business, uh, given that we both applied to business programs, that comes with additional steps in the application process. So could you describe any of the additional things that you had to do for your applications? Yes, um, so being a student, universities don't just focus on academics. You also need to have a fair amount of volunteering and any other experiences. So like one of the supplementary applications I had to do needs to have a max of five activities and each of them, you need to write a paragraph describing what you learned and that's not all. In addition to that, I need to do a video interview, which is really weird for me because I'm just like talking in front of my computer. <laughs> yeah. And then there's also a time written activity. So just an advice or tips from me is to prepare as much as you can. And on the day of the interview, make sure you look presentable and check all the things you might need. Moreover, applying to business schools is really competitive because in there you will find more that have more experience than you. It will make you feel small sometimes, but yeah, it is just extremely competitive. Yeah, because especially in business, it's like we have to like deal and work with situations that involve more than just your technical knowledge, but also like your communication skills and your presentation. Yeah skills as well so that's just what they're trying to assess and that's like the reason why um programs such as the one that Shania is applying to um require students to do video interviews and also to have references and activities and stuff like that just because they want to see um not only like ways that you're involved outside of school but also your time management skills as well that's a really big component and just to add on to what Shania said about um, preparing ahead of time for these interviews and stuff like that. Just make sure that you are just some general advice, but ensure that you're dressing appropriately. So oftentimes this means a blazer or a dress shirt, uh, making sure that you're well lit and not, you know, poorly lit or whatever, making sure that you can see your face. Yeah. Um, speaking clearly as well, because this video is kind of the only impression that they have of you. So just creating that overall just good first impression is crucial. And also, I just wanted to touch a little bit on written supplementary applications or written components because I had multiple supplementary applications that required a written component. And oftentimes they ask kind of the same questions, but in terms of responding to these, you should definitely write genuinely and not make stuff up because oftentimes they'll probably be able to tell if you're not writing genuinely and not writing about something that you're passionate about. And as I mentioned earlier, be sure to proofread and edit your work and get multiple eyes to kind of look over your work and also to write multiple drafts. Don't fall in love with your first draft. <laughs> Trust yeah. me. Yeah, because for one of my self-learning applications, I had to write like, there was only like three questions and I had to write multiple drafts for like each of my responses. Yeah. Yeah, because like when I wrote the first draft, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. I don't need to do another draft. 
but now that I look back on it, I'm just like, I'm so glad I did not submit that first draft. <laughs> so yeah, just make sure to produce your best work in turn. Um, but another thing is that business school often has kind of this stereotype that it's extremely competitive. So I just want to get your views on that. Yeah, well, yeah, it is really competitive for me, but just don't be intimidated by those, I guess, mm -hmm. because we all go through a different paces. I'm like, we're all different people. Like mm -hmm. they may have another advantages and we don't. So it doesn't really matter. And just make sure to do the best thing you can do right now. And don't think of how the others are doing. Yeah, I feel like it's really important to just focus on yourself and making sure that you're doing the best that you can. I totally agree. Yeah. Oh, and another um, tips for the supplementary and video interviews. Um, if you have like older friends or people that you know, um, ask questions because they sometimes have like they already know the process of it. Like for mine, um, I had a friend that goes to York and she just helps me with my supplementary applications. And one of the questions she told me is the one I got on my supplementary. <laughs> so there's that. So mm -hmm. I guess we can move forward now. Um, what factors did you consider in researching university programs you applied to? So Shania actually mentioned my spreadsheet earlier. <laughs> so um, I'll basically explain what that means. So um, last year during the first quarantine period <laughs> or when COVID initially hit, um, I spent a lot of time just researching what I wanted to do during my grade 12 year and kind of researching ways that I can get involved, especially given that we're kind of in a virtual environment now. But in addition to that, I also started researching various university programs that I wanted to attend or that I was kind of interested in. And what I did with that information is that I put it in a spreadsheet. <laughs> um, and I feel like that really helped because I assessed like multiple factors attributed to each program. So things like the campus, the tuition, um, if they offered adequate financial aid, the student life, um, and if they offered co-op and internship opportunities, obviously what's um, considered to be important is gonna vary per person, but I felt like, the, like those factors were really important to me. And doing this, I feel like it really helped me assess each program objectively. And from there, I can kind of see like, oh, this program seems like a good option for me, or maybe this program isn't the best for me. So yeah, those are the factors I considered. So what are some, th some of the things that you considered? Uh, so for mine, um, I really consider the tuition, I guess, and the location of it. I'm like, I don't want to take rest because it is just too expensive. Imagine just paying 10 grand plus your tuition. So that's a big no for me. <laughs> and like, um, also one of the things I really consider is the culture, just like what you said, or student life. When picking yeah. a university, um, just make sure that it fits you and not you trying to fit there. Remember, yeah. you are staying in that university for four years or more, unless yeah. you want to go through the process of transfer transferring into another university, which will take a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so we all know that post-secondary post-secondary education is quite the investment. 
So what are some tips that you have on applying to scholarships? Well, um, tips I have for applying is to reach out to your guidance first because they will surely help you find a bunch of web websites. As for me, um, I prefer to do my own research and there are so many websites you can sign up to. Like for example, is Grant Me or like Scholarships Canada. Mm -hmm. Also, um, when you apply to scholarships, always have a person ready to be your references. Don't yeah. ask them like, two days before because you don't want to hassle them and yeah um last thing is there are also some scholarships in some of the extracurricular or programs you join an example of this is ja which we are which what we are doing right now so there are quite some few scholarships for you when you are part of them so how about you yeah um i totally agree with the advice that you gave especially when asking for referrals don't bombard your referrals like two days before the deadline because I feel like you'll just damage your relationship with your referral. Yeah. So don't do that. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of seeking scholarship opportunities, honestly, you can find like scholarships for like anything. So if you have like a really specific interest or if you play like a sport or if you're of a certain background, then there can be scholarships just for that. So definitely don't be hesitant to look into those opportunities, as well as asking perhaps your parents' workplaces, because sometimes they offer scholarships for people like you whose parents work at that company or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so since grade 12 is coming to an end soon, that means that we will be starting university, but during a pandemic. So what are some of the concerns that you have about starting university during this time? Um, my biggest concern, I guess, um, is the tuition fee. Um, I'm like, am I really going to pay 10 grand for a year <laughs> doing online class? Like, how about you? Are you willing to pay that? Well, I saw like this thing where it's like they have to like make investments into like technology and like training and stuff. But I do feel like they should make it at least more accessible and more equitable for all students and perhaps offer um, more generous financial aid or more scholarship opportunities in compensation for that. Just because I feel like it's obviously, it's not the most favorable favorable situation that we're in right now, but I feel like universities have been trying to help out as much as they can. Yeah, but that's true. yeah, that's how I yeah. feel about that. Yeah, and then but, there's the trouble of like meeting new people. Like mm -hmm. it is even way more difficult because you don't get a chance to really get to know someone. I mean, there's also Zoom and other platforms you can use, but it is never the same in person. Yeah, for sure. Especially like the first year of university, I feel like it's really important for making new friends and just kind of like fostering that sense of community. And since we're going to be starting our first year of university, most likely online, that might be really challenging for us. And I know that even some of the schools that I've applied to, they've already informed me that they're gonna do either completely remote learning or do like mixed learning. So I feel like that's gonna be kind of a challenge is just being engaged with the community. Yeah, that's true. Well. Before we end this podcast, do you have any last tips or advice for upcoming grade 12s? Yeah, for sure. So I feel like the number one thing that I don't regret at all doing is applying early. Like literally when we got the, 
like our login information for OUAC. I applied, like I submitted my application like the day after I got that information. Oh, wow. <laughs> like the day after I got that letter, I already submitted my things or like I submitted my applications and stuff. But I'm really glad that I did that because it kind of just brought this kind of peace of mind to me about like, I don't have to worry about this later. I can just do this now and focus on other things. Yeah, um, when did you apply for like your applications for university? I literally applied like late October, I would say. Oh, wow. Like yeah. for mine, I, we got our informations like first week of November. So I applied around last week of November. Oh, I see. I guess it's different depending on like the school you go to. Yeah, probably. Because I think like all the people at my school got like our envelopes on the same day. I don't know how they coordinate that, but <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of like other advice, I would say for upcoming grade 12s or just applicant or future applicants, uh, definitely keep track of deadlines because trust me, they will pile up. Yeah, so, a lot. Yeah, so whether it be using just a traditional like paper calendar or going digital and using things like spreadsheets. <laughs> or spreadsheets. <laughs> Oh, uh, or like Google Calendar or just any digital calendar. Just keep track of your deadlines and try to organize them. So for example, you can organize them by application deadlines. So for us, it was like January 15th. So those are really important. Also, um, if you have to complete supplementary applications to, mar to mark down those deadlines, as well as like scholarship deadlines and other things like that. Also, don't be afraid to reach out to your older peers for guidance. So, for example, you could reach out to older university students or people who are currently in the program that you're really yeah. interested in. Def it's definitely worth reaching out to them because I feel like one thing that people or like kind of a misconceived notion is that they're kind of scared to ask or like these people aren't going to want to help them. But trust me, it's like they want to help you more than anything and they want to see you succeed and do well. So don't be afraid to ask them for guidance on honestly like anything. Yeah, um, and in addition to that, um, I guess join mentorship programs. Like for me, I'm in one of a program called Blue, and they're a student-led organization. So mm -hmm. now I have like plenty of networks from U of T and any other schools that I apply to. And like my mentor in there is from my top choice university. So they really help me decide the program I want to go to in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, and also like these opportunities, such as the ones that Sh Shania is a part of, oftentimes they're free, like completely free. So I feel like that's also a really big benefit is that you can have all of this advice and all of this and guidance and you don't have to pay a dime for it. So I feel like that's a really big benefit. Also in terms of research, so we're going to go back to that a little bit, start researching your options early, but not too early. And what I mean by this is I guess like the standard for like my school is like to start researching in grade 11 and you don't have to necessarily kind of choose what you want to do for the rest yeah. of your life. It's kind of like know what your options are. To be honest, I wish I did that because now I really have no clue what, what programs I applied to. Like <laughs> I am completely clueless. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of been exemplified um, with COVID because if like if I started like researching like just now then I don't think I would have like I would have missed out on a lot of opportunities and stuff yeah 
So I'm really glad that I started just like looking into my options in grade 11. Yeah, and it, it is never too early to prepare. You don't know what will happen next. And yeah, always just keep track of the deadlines. Yeah, whether it be through a spreadsheet or not. I really like that spreadsheet. I wish I did. <laughs> well, I guess so. That's our wrap for this episode. I hope you enjoyed today's topic and learned a thing or two from us. Before you all leave, please hit the follow button on our Instagram page at talks.podcast with three Zs and feel free to DM, DM us for any questions or future topics you would like us to take up. Also, stay tuned for our next podcast on a brand new topic with another new voice on Friday. We are also launching our website soon. Details will be uploaded on our Insta. Till then, take care and stay woke.